Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. Do you like who you are? Do you like the name people know you by? How do people see you? How do people know you? How do you see yourself? There's a lot of pieces of data that we look to for our identity. One of them is our name. But our name doesn't really say a whole lot about who we are. Now, my name is Wendy Jill Wright. Wright is my married name. My first name is Wendy, but most people know me as Jill. Now, I went by my first name for years. Growing up, everyone called me Wendy. Well, pretty much everyone. My brother Terry likes to have nicknames for everybody, so he actually called me Wendy Bench. I have no idea why. But maybe that's why I was never really crazy about the name Wendy. I liked other people who had that name just fine. I just never felt like it was me. I always liked my middle name better, Jill. And I tried changing the name that people called me, and I attempted that a couple of times after I, you know, was an adult and I could call the shots myself. I mean, Jill is my middle name, and I always felt like that sounded much more sophisticated, much less plain. So I tried going by that name, but it would never stick. I would ask people to call me Jill, but they always still called me Wendy. Nobody would call me Jill. So when I was 28, I, uh, along with my first husband, moved to a new city where we didn't know anyone. We didn't know a single soul there. And as we prepared for the move, I thought, you know, this would probably be a good time to make another attempt at changing the name that I go by. So I decided to try an experiment. And so when we got to the new city, whenever I met anyone, I would introduce myself as Jill. Of course, they didn't know any different. So guess what? Everyone I introduced myself to as Jill called me Jill because they didn't know that my first name was Wendy. And it was funny sometimes because we would be hanging out with our new friends and my husband would refer to me as Wendy because he had known me as Wendy. We were, we grew up in the same high school together. We started dating in high school. So he knew me always as Wendy and people would get this confused look on their faces. And I don't know what they were thinking. Perhaps they were thinking, you know, does he know he called her by the wrong name or I don't know what they thought, but eventually we would explain and we all had a good laugh. And there are a lot of people that I've known that go by their middle name, but it's usually because they had someone in their family that had their same name or their parents just started calling them that name when they were very young and they've always gone by that name, even though it's their middle name. It's not very often that I don't know that I've ever met anybody, actually. But it's not very often you meet people that have changed their name, you know, uh, somewhere later in life. And so I think people were just always fascinated by that story when they heard me tell that story. Because it's like, you changed your name? But the moral of that story is it's so much easier to shift your identity with people you don't know than it is to shift your identity with people you do know. So if you think about when you became a life coach or when you learned about the power of thought work, 
you know, there's, for some of us, I know for me, it was a pretty big shift when I found thought work. I went to California for Byron Katie's nine day school for the work. And I felt like I came back a pretty different person. So that was a pretty fast shift because that work at that uh, nine day school for the work is so immersive that you can't help but come back very different from when you went there. Um, But for most of us, when you become a life coach, or when you learn about the power of thought work, it it wasn't an overnight shift. I mean, you had to get used to the new you that you were becoming. And it did take some time to go through that process if you didn't do it in an immersive way, like I did with the nine-day school for the work. But even though it was a process for you, it was probably a lot, happened a lot more quickly to get used to the new you than it took for the people closest to you to learn your new identity or to accept that new identity. They might not have bought into it right away. Um, but when you meet new people, they don't know any different. Just like when I introduced myself as Jill, they didn't know me as Wendy. So they called me Jill. Um, so the people that are learning your new identity, they might not buy into it right away. And when you meet new people, they do buy into it right away because they don't know any different. Um, it didn't, it doesn't take any time for them to know and accept you as the you that you've presented to them. Just like when I presented myself as Jill, the only thing that might get in the way of that is if you show up inconsistently. Say one time you show up as the old you, another time you show up as the new you, another time you show up as a different version of the new you. And that might confuse them, that might send up a red flag, and they might think, well, I wonder who she really is, right? And just like if I had introduced myself to to people sometimes as Jill and sometimes as Wendy, they might have gotten confused and not known what to call me. So very similar. And so that's why it's so important that once you decide to shift your identity, to shift the version that you're becoming of yourself, the version that you want to put out into the world, then for the benefit of everyone, yourself, and those that you're presenting yourself to, it's helpful to keep showing up as who you want people to know you as. And the more you do this, the more they will know you that way. So if you want to be someone who makes more money and manages that money well, keep showing up as that person. If you want to be someone with an abundance mindset, then keep showing up as that person. So what might that look like? We'll start watching people that you know that do this naturally or what seems like it's natural. Start watching people that make more money. Start watching people that manage their money well and see how they show up. Are they consistently worried about having enough money or are they consistently worried about making the money they want? Are they afraid to talk about money? Do they avoid money? Do they avoid talking about it, dealing with it, asking for it, expecting it, managing it, making it? Do they feel selfish or greedy for making money? Do they act that way? Do they show up that way? And I'm not suggesting that you become foolish with money. You know, we're not going from one extreme to the other. 
But just because you're not worried about money doesn't mean you all of a sudden become unintentional with your spending or foolish with your spending. Doesn't mean that you don't pay attention or um, be very intentional. Doesn't mean you don't budget. Doesn't mean that you don't act um, in a responsible manner. Doesn't mean that you don't manage your money. It just means that you think more about what you have than you do about what you need or what you don't have. You focus on getting to know the version of you that has money, that makes money, and that manages money very well, whatever you want that version to look like, then you will get more of that version of you. Because what you focus on grows. So if you focus on what you want to be and you show up that way, you will become that person. So the other thing that makes stepping into the identity we want to be or the one we want to show up as difficult is the evidence we find when we're not convinced that's who we really are uh, at our core. So that's the evidence of what you do or what you've done in the past. What you do and how you act is not necessarily who you are. At least it doesn't make you who you are. Because remember, how you act and what you do or what you avoid doing comes from what you're believing. And what you're believing does not make you who you are. Who you are doesn't change a whole lot over time. But how you show up, how you behave, how you believe, what you believe, that does change over time. Now, I see my clients do this all the time when they're learning how to step into their new identity, where they confuse what they do or have done with who they are. And I just want to clear up um, something real quick, just to make sure that you understand what I'm talking about when I say a new identity. I'm calling it a new identity, but that's really more for simplicity. Now, it's not so much a new identity as it is really just a new point of view. You have always been that person that I'm calling a new identity. You just haven't always seen yourself as that person. But I believe that's who you've always been at your core. You don't really have to change anything about who you are. What you are changing is really how you behave and how you see yourself. So what you're really doing is not becoming someone new. You're really just stripping away the things, the behaviors that aren't you and have never been you so that you can act more like who you truly are and show up as who you truly are. So you're stripping away the layers that have accumulated over time based on what you've believed about yourself so that the true you can then shine through more brilliantly. And the more you strip away, the more you shine. Because the more you strip away, the more you really become who you've always been. And so this is why it's so important to distinguish between who you are and what you do or have done. If it's part of your identity, it becomes a lot harder to shift. Because it's not just what you believe, it's who you are. And who we are is much harder to change than what we believe, what we feel, or what we do. So you need to stop attributing what you believe, what you feel, and what you do to who you are, to your identity. That's not who you are, necessarily. 
that's not your identity, right? It's just what you believe, what you feel, and what you do, right? And that can change at any moment. Whereas your identity doesn't change moment by moment by moment. So when you can see it as simply what you sometimes do or what you sometimes believe or what you sometimes feel, then you only need to change what you're believing, feeling, and doing that's causing you to show up that way. You don't have to change who you are. Who you are is great. Don't change that. Just change how you see yourself. Just change what you believe and how you show up in order to get different results. So another way that I like to describe this is imagine you're on a hike and you see this rock in the ground and it's sticking partway out of the ground and it's, you know, buried. Part of it is buried in the dirt. And, um, but so it's buried a little bit and part of it's sticking up. And you might be curious what kind of rock it is. You know, maybe there's just a little piece of it that isn't covered up. So you dig it up. You're like, huh, I wonder what kind of rock this is. It looks like it might be pretty. So it's all covered in dirt and moss and all of the stuff that's accumulated on the rock over time. And all of it, all of this rock and moss, I mean, all this dirt and moss and all of the stuff you've you know, find on a rock is hiding the underlying beauty of this rock. So when you start to knock off all of the stuff that is accumulated over time, all the dirt and the moss and what have you, as you do this, you begin to reveal the underlying beauty of the rock a little bit at a time. And you can start to see what kind of rock it is. You can start to see what might be possible for this rock. The rock is beautiful. It's amazing, even with the moss and dirt covering its surface. Now, you can't see the true beauty, and you might not know it's there, but it doesn't change the fact that it is there. All that happened was a series of events. A layer of dirt gathered on the rock, which might have led to a belief that the rock wasn't good for anything. Then moss grew on it because of the layer of dirt that made it possible for the moss to attach to the rock. And now more evidence that convinced the rock it wasn't valuable. More dirt attached to the moss, and now it almost completely conceals the beauty of the rock. Before you know it, the rock is hiding, retreating further and further into the ground, convinced that it will never amount to anything that it will never be good enough to serve any kind of purpose. And the more hidden it becomes, the less likely anyone is going to walk by and see it and pull it up and enjoy its beauty and benefit from its value. So can you picture this rock now completely covered so that no one can see what the rock even looks like? Does that make the rock less valuable? No, it just makes it look less value valuable. But if you can just start to strip away the dirt and the moss and everything that's accumulated on it, you will see that it is so valuable. And when you start to look more closely, you realize that it's actually pure gold. Now, nothing about the rock has to change. It's simply a matter of stripping away 
the beliefs that have hidden that beauty and accumulated from a lifetime of experiences and interpretations about those experiences for the rock. It was pure gold all along, but the only way it would ever be known as pure gold is by removing everything covering up its beautiful characteristics and allowing it to shine. You are pure gold, and you deserve to be known as pure gold and to shine and to allow people to enjoy and benefit from your beauty. So find your own identity and strip away what's not you and let yourself shine because you are made for more. Now, what's hiding your true identity and keeping you from making more money as a coach are the lies that you believe about yourself and about money. Now, I have space right now in my program for a couple of people, and nothing would make me happier than to help you expose those lies and uncover the truth about who you are as an entrepreneur and as a coach. So I want to help you remove the dirt and the moss that's covering up what makes you shine. So apply right now to work with me to master your money mindset so you can sign more clients, help more people, and make more money.